Let's do a review from Lekutis Sichas uh, in Chelik Yud Gimel, the first Sicha for the Parshas Koirach. Uh, in this Sicha, uh, the Rebbe will actually explain very beautifully uh, what's going on in the Rashi and in the Pesach over here. Uh, the verse talks about after the uh, Machlokis with uh, Korach, that Korach instigated the community against Moshe and Aaron. So the Apostle says that Hashem says to Moshe and Aaron that he separate yourself from this community and I will destroy them instantly. And then following that in Pasuk Chav Beis, it says, Vayiplu al Pnehem. So Moshe and Aaron fell on their faces. Vayoimru, and they said, and they said, Kael elekei haruchos, God, the God of all thoughts. So here Rashi will explain that the words ruchos over here does not mean souls, sometimes ruach can mean a spirit, like a soul, but ruach can also mean a thought, like we say, ruach acheres, another thought, he didn't participate in the Sindam Raglim, so ruach can be in the context of thoughts, so keil elikei haruch, since the God is the God of all thoughts, l'chol basar, from all flesh, from all human beings, so they are saying to Hashem, Ho'ish echod yechato. So could it be that one person shall sin? And you shall get angry on the entire community. The Ebrister says, I'm going to destroy them instantly. How could you do that, Kel Elikei Haruchis, since you are the God of thoughts and you know who sinned, so you should only punish those who actually sinned on for you. And the Rebbe is going to explain over here that there were two parts. Some of the people, uh, or in this case, actually there was one person who led the Machlokes, that was Koirach. And Koirach instigated everybody else. Actually, in addition to Koirach, we will see in the Pasuk later on, it was also Dosom Va'avirom. So it ended up being three people that instigated. Once they instigated, all the other people went along. The verse later on talks about So basically, these were the three people that instigated everybody else. Now, the truth is that everybody else who participates deserves to be punished for their participation because one can never use an excuse in saying, well, this person instigated or this person persuaded me because that's not an excuse. You need to do what's right, even despite the fact that somebody uh, sort of instigates you and causes you to uh, do something wrong. But yet, as the Rebbe will explain, the sin of those who instigate is much greater than the sin of 
those who have been instigated and went along with those who started up this fight. And therefore, uh, basically, the Rebbe will explain what the Pesach, what Moshe Rabbeinu was saying and Aaron were saying to Hashem, was, uh, you know, Hashem, who is the real instigator here. So while everybody may have gone along and they too are guilty to some extent, but yet the real sinners are unique ones that are the sinners. And therefore they were saying basically that you, that you know who's the one that instigated, you should really only punish those who instigated as that is what Hashem did. And we'll see in the Rashi how everything is going to fit in beautifully the way the Rebbe explains it, and you'll see that if we don't explain it this way, we have a lot of problems. So all these questions point to the Rebbe's interpretation. Now, the truth of the matter is the real sinners were three. Moshe Rabbeinu thought there was only one. Moshe Rabbeinu thought it was Koirach. But as we see, the Evishter said that Tosun Vaviram are part of this as well. And the Rebbe learns from this a tremendous lesson that Moshe Rabbeinu could not see even Dosun Vaviram that they were troublemakers as the instigators. He thought it was just Koirach, but in the truth of the matter is that it was uh, Dosun Vaviram as well. Okay, let's look at the Sikh inside now. Uh, in Ois Aleph. So first the Rebbe starts Al Hakosuv on the verse. It says, Vayiplu al So they fell on their faces. This is referencing to both Moshe and Aaron. And this was their prayer to Hashem that they were asking Hashem why he would destroy. He says, Hashem said, Achala Oisom. They destroyed the whole Ada, it seems, the whole community. And they were praying to Hashem. And what were they praying? So Matik Rashi, Rashi quotes from the verse, Kel Elikei HaRuchis, God who is the God of Ruchis. So what is the meaning of the words, the God of Ruchis? So it seems like Ruchis can be interpreted either as spirits, as souls, or thoughts. So Rashi explains in Mephadish that here it means Yodeya Machshovis, since you know thoughts. And then Rashi goes on with an example. He says, Ein midoscha ki midas basar vadom. Hashem's measure is not the same as the measure of a flesh and blood. Melech basar vadom shesorcha olav miktsas medino a king of flesh and blood who a portion of the country has strayed or sorcha like become like uh, smell uh, meaning uh, they've gone bad a part of them any of them but he still does not know which one the sinner is doesn't know who, who it is. And lefikoch, and therefore kishuhu koyes nifra mikulam. When the melech, the king of flesh and blood, gets angry, he collects from all of them, meaning he punishes all of them. Ah, well, the argument of Moshe and Aaron were, ah, told you, 
לפניך גלויס כל המחשבות ויידעתו מהחייתה before you are revealed all thoughts and you know who the sinner is and therefore why would you punish everybody as Rashi will continue I will say so first the Rebbe says what is Rashi doing over here Bine Bepashtus simply Kavanosei Shal Rashi Hi Rashi's intention is Ledayik to uh, emphasize over here uh, or to derive She'ein Lefarish Haruchais Elikei Haruchais you can't say the God of Ruchais in this context Bemuvan Shel Neshamas should mean like souls the God of souls but here in the meaning, the God of thoughts. And what is the meaning? The God of thoughts is God who knows thoughts. Like we find in the previous parsha, the Avdi Kolev and my servant Kolev, Ekev Ruach The pasuk uses the language of Ruach. Ruach means he had another thought that Kolev did not go along with the thoughts of the Meraglim, but he had another thought. So that the word Ruach, which is written by the Pasik, means thought. He had a different thought. So what's the proof for this? How do we know that here it means God of thought, not God of the souls? Because God of the souls would not really make sense in this context, in, in the follow-up, it doesn't in the sentence over here. So Rashi's proof for this by only according to this is understood the connection of the beginning of the statement. The God of thought, that fits with what says, what says afterwards, since you are the God of thoughts, which means you know thoughts of people. So the so that's why it follows by the statement, can one man sin and you will get angry on the entire community? And that makes sense. Since you are you know people's thoughts. So therefore you know who this sinner is and on whom we need to be angry. But if we explain, if we would say, the God of souls, in a moment, then it doesn't understood the follow-up. What is the idea of since you are the God of the souls? And therefore what? So why would one person sin? That is not connected, doesn't seem, would make sense. So therefore, Rashi knows that Elikei Haruchis means God of thoughts. Since you're Yedei Machshoves, why would you, you would not punish everybody, because you know who sinned. 
And v'zehu sh'rashi mamshich. And that is why the Rashi continues to explain that ain midosho ki midas basar v'dom b'chulo. Your measure is not like the measure of a flesh and blood, etc. But rather, aval ato chulo, but you, v'yoyteya ato miyuachoyte. And you know who the sinner is. This follows elikei haruchos. Since you are the God who is the God of thought, so you know the thoughts, so you know who the sinner is. That is, that according to Rashi's explanation, that this, that Hashem is the God of thoughts, so when we teach it that way, Rashi follows up by saying, it's understood now the flow, the continuation of the Pasuk, that since you are the king, the king, the, the, the God of thoughts, and you know the thoughts, and therefore you know who sinned for you, and therefore the this is the uh, proof. And what forces Rashi to explain that it means the is God of thoughts and not God of souls in the other way. Okay, so that explains the first part of the Rashi. But this needs to be understood. Aleph, number one. Okay, this seems to be a very simple thing that if one who knows who sinned won't punish everybody else, what do we need a marshal? Or what does it add by the marshal that a king that doesn't know punishes everybody? And Hashem that knows, why is he punishing everybody? It's self-understood. Why does Rashi need to explain this matter? Your measure is not like the measure of flesh and blood. Through the Moshul, and he gives an example. So Rashi could just say, you're and you're not like a human being. But what do we need to understand? What kind of a clarification do we have of the Moshul Melech Basavadom? Ezu Havahora, the Toysus Bir. What kind of a clarification and an additional explanation? Yeshal de Moshul Zeh. Is there through this example? What is not clear that we learn through this Moshul? But as I mentioned earlier in the beginning, in the introduction, the Rebbe is going to explain, and I'm giving you a little bit of the answer now so you don't get lost till we get to the answer is that in this case, uh, we're not just bringing a story of a, uh, a Basar Vadam um, who the, all the people are innocent. The Rebbe will explain that all of the people did something wrong against the king. There was a Sirochin over there. There was something that they did. And therefore, a king who the people stood up against him, and he doesn't know who instigated, and therefore he actually will punish even those that are not 100% guilty, because they just went along, but since he doesn't know who instigated it, he punished because they all deserve punishment. And that comes through the Melech of Adam, as we will see. Base. The second question the Rebbe asks, if this example 
adds some sort of explanation in this matter that we should not really, uh, this is only what human beings does, and this explains why Hashem should not do that, and that's where Rashi brings it here, to clarify something. So we find already such an argument, like Moshe and Aaron were saying now to Hashem, is the argument essentially that Avram used also to the Eberster board before, when the Eberster was going to turn on Sdoim Vamoira. So over there we don't find Rashi adding explanation uh, to this argument of Avraham, uh, why would Hashem punish everyone uh, for if there is some people that are not deserving? What is the reason that Rashi doesn't bring down this marshal earlier in the Torah, in the portion of Avinu, when Avraham Avinu's argument, which Hadoyme Lechayre, which seemingly is similar to Moshe's argument in our matter. Then, therefore, over there would also be fitting to bring this marshal that a king doesn't know he kills everybody. Why does Hashem killing everybody in Zdoim? When he said, are you going to also uh, take away and have the tzaddik die together with the Russia. So why doesn't he say, well, you're not like the Midas Bosar Vadom? But as said before, in our case, it's different, as the Rebbe will explain in a minute, because in our case, those other people besides Kairach weren't tzaddikim. They were also part of it. The only reason Rashi wants to clarify with the Moshul because the king can't sort out who is the one that did it, then the king may punish all of them because he can't sort out who instigated it, and therefore he would punish them. And Gimel, this was also the third question the Rebbe asked, what does it mean that a king, he doesn't know, will punish everybody? That doesn't seem right. Rashi brings a marshal if it's a king, who's uh, cruel or he's not conducting himself in a, in a justice way, may do that. But even if we're talking about a king of flesh and blood, if he is ruling with justice and fairness, if one person sins, he will not punish all many people. But rather, he's going to appoint a judge, etc. He should investigate, should figure out, figure out, and should seek out and figure out who is the sinner. So, first of all, you don't just kill everybody. And even if it's a situation, even if it's a situation where you can't figure out who the sinner is, we still don't need to explain this. You don't just go and kill everybody because you can't figure out who the sinner is. Is it then, because we could not figure out, we could not find out, verify who this one 
tzinner is shechato yanish melech yosher hoylech as kulam. So a king who does things in a straight way is he then going to punish everybody? So the mushal doesn't seem to be fitting. If we should learn that all the people are innocent and just one person sinned, then it doesn't make sense. However, as the Rebbe is going to explain, over here we're talking about. Everybody is guilty over here because they went along with the instigation, with the incitement. However, in that case, it would be fair to punish everybody because they're all, at the end of the day, guilty. However, the Abish that can figure out doesn't have to punish everybody because he can distinguish between the guilty and not, as we'll see. And the Rebbe proves this in the question number four. You see that clearly. Pasach Rashi Beloshin Sorcha. Rashi uses the word of Sorcha. And Rashi says, Sorcha all of Miktas Medina. A marshal of a king that part of the country was Sorcha. They said Sorcha means they did bad. They, uh, which means it was bad. But then Rashi finishes up, and Rashi says, he doesn't know, who the sinner is. Sinner is a lot stronger than Sirochen. Because as I said before, as the Rebbe will explain, and the initially the older people were only Sirochen. But at the end, we were trying to figure out who the real sinner over here. And that is a king can't figure that out, but the Abishta can figure that out. Hey. And this was the argument of Moshe Rabbeinu to the Eberstein, the Rashi brings this marshal, since you can figure out who the instigator is, why would you destroy everybody? Number five, the fifth question is, Cain Messiah, Rashi also, Rashi concludes, so in the, uh, Lashon uses Choyte, the singular, and he concludes, Enoi Yoideya Mi HaChoyte, me is a singular. He doesn't know who is the sinner. As if to say. So beginning, Rashi starts off, the country has sorcha. And then he says he doesn't know who the sinner is. So sinner, who is a Lashon Yochit? This is not like Rashi started off, that part of the country has done a sirocha and has gone astray when Rashi later on changes it to a singular. So again, this is the Rebbe is going to be all these questions proved to one point that shows all the uh, intent of Rashi over here to tell us that yes, the part of the country is Sirochen, but we're trying to find out who is the sinner. A king can't find that out. He punishes everybody. But Hashem, Elkeya Ruchais, you know who the real sinner is, as we'll see. But first, the Rebbe is going to explain the second Rashi. It's a separate Dibra Maschel, the way it's printed by us. The Rashi quotes, So in the Pasik it says, Ho'ish Echod Yechto Ba'al So, would one man sin and you're going to be angry at the whole community? Rashi seems to add like very few words and what is Rashi really trying to tell us over here? 
Ha'ish echad, he says one person. Umefarish, and he explains who achoyta. Can one person be the one who is sinning? And you will get angry on the whole community. So, Omar HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and, and the Ebishter says, Yofa Omarto, you have said well. Now the Rebbe in the Ha'ore deals over here, it should say, would seem Yofa Omartem, because this in the Pasik it says this was both Aaron and Moshe. Why does Rashi say Yofa Marta, you have said well? The Rebbe suggests that perhaps there was a little line over the word tough, and it's supposed to be abbreviated Amartem, and the uh, printer, uh, not understanding what the little line meant, he took it off. But that's the Rebbe's suggestion. But nevertheless, what does the Abrister say that you have said well? Aniyudeya. I know, umeidia, and I will let know, mi chato, who sin, umi loy chato, and who didn't sin. Okay, so first of all, v'gam b'zeh tzarech lo'avin, so here too we need to understand, Aleph, number one, mahi kavonas rashi b'pirushi zeh, what is Rashi's intention in this commentary? So what does Rashi add over the worship? In the Pasik it says, that says the Pasik. So because of Rashi writes, So it doesn't seem like you will get angry in the whole community. What is Rashi changing over here from the Posig which says Yechto and it says Choyte. Rashi adds Ve'ato and you Yechto Yechto Ve'akolei the Tiktoy. So what what is this change over here? That Rashi is trying to tell us. There doesn't seem to have any addition to uh, explaining in the Posig. Base Be'im Kavon as Rashi Lefarish. If Rashi is intention to explain. Whatever it is, we don't know now. We don't understand what is Rashi adding. But if Rashi is wants to explain in some way, uh, the Pasik says and also to tell us meaning to add those words that Rashi feels that is missing in the Pasik. So Rashi should have quoted also these words, or at least to hint them by using the word v'goymer, etc. All right. So, uh, if basically, as we know, whenever Rashi explains words, uh, Rashi brings it in the quote. But over here, Rashi only quotes the words Oyish Echot. Is seemingly that Rashi is not explaining anything else. And here Rashi adds the word yechto, choyta, instead of yechto, the word va'ato, but there's no v'goymer even over here, so there's no, they don't appear in the heading, the Rashi, and there's no v'goymer. Gimel, ma'i kavonis Rashi bazeh for inyan. What is Rashi's intent? Rashi adds this idea, amarakodesh baruchu, yofech chulu, you have said well, 
And whoever sinned, I'm going to notify who sinned. So what is Rashi trying to add here to the subject over here? And Dalit, we have a seemingly another problem over here, because a big problem. The Abishter's response to Moshe Rabbeinu is, yeah, you're right. When you said, Ha'ish echod yechte, Balkan Hebshah said, yeah, you said right, I will let know. The question is, it doesn't seem like Moshe Rabbeinu is right, because Moshe Rabbeinu said, Ha'ish echod yechte, but what does the Pasik say? The three of them, Koyrach and Dosim Avino, Dalet. The mind a little Moshe as a response to Moshe's argument. Amr Hakadosh Baruch Hu Moshe Hashem says to Moshe, "Heolu misoviv lemishkan koyrach dosan vaviram." Go away from around the tent of koyrach dosan vaviram. Because from the father showing the shegilish loshdom, the person goes and explains the punishment that they three have received. So it's not understood. This Rashi says, Baruch Baruch said, You said well. I knew that means Shakadish Baruch Hu Maskim. Moshe. He agrees to Moshe's Rabbeinu argument. Which Rashi quotes. Rashi. So it says, Yofa Marto, Haish Echod. In other words, that Moshe Rabbeinu said, can one person sin? Hashem says, these are the, that's what the main words, this is the heading of Rashi, so it means what you said is right, that one person has sinned. But Hashem showed him that it wasn't one that sinned, but it was actually three. And number five, the Rebbe asks, why does it say also, I know and I will let know? Hey, It's extra to say that Hashem knows. The novelty over here is, I'm going to let know. That's what Rashi is trying to tell you. Uh, here, the Rebbe is going to let know who the sinner is. Because we're saying, doesn't know. But the main emphasis here, the Rebishter says, I'm going to show that the Rebishter says, who is the one that is a sinner? So why does Rashi also say in the Yudeya? Beferat Rashi Meshuzah Medrash Yudeya. The Medrash says Yudeya. And Rashi adds in the Medrash it says just Medea. And Rashi adds the words Yodeya. So since Rashi is adding, why does Rashi have to add this to the words of the Medrash? Now the Rebbe asks like this, that the Chlogos Inyan Kosher generally in this I, the subject is difficult is in the ver- previous verses has been mentioned several times that in this 
argument and fight of Koirach on Moshe and Aaron, it was participated by many people. It says, Men of the Bnei Yisrael, 250. They gathered, and Moshe spoke, He spoke to his whole community. He also rebuked the whole community of Koirach, meaning there was a lot of Ba'atcha Omar, to the extent he told them, Ato you, the Cholah and your whole community, Hanoi Odim Al Hashem, that you are gathering onto Hashem. So, Uwepirish Rashi, and the Rashi's explanation, Rashi considers this, it was a communal sin, Shekvarzeh, Biyodum Sirochen Revi. This is already their first, fourth, time that they have a sirochen, meaning they've gone bad. They have messed up a fourth time already. They sent the eagle, and Moshe Rabbeinu was, didn't know what to do. He kind of became, he didn't know how to pray for them anymore. From all this is evidence, that there wasn't just one person that sin in this fight, in this argument. Also Moshe Rabbeinu's view, Moshe Rabbeinu, because he was rebuking all of them. So how could Moshe Rabbeinu say that one person shall sin when he knows that there was a sirochen, that there was a communal sin all along? Gimel. What's explanation of this? In his commentary on the verse that Koyrach gathered on them, Kosov Rashi. So Rashi writes that Holach that Koyrach went to the tribes Upita and he persuaded them. Kisvurim Atem. You may think, you think it is just for me that I care, that I'm only uh, interested about myself. I'm upset and it's for all of you. Until they have all been persuaded. That means it was the one Asher Pito as Anche Ho'edo, he persuaded the people of the community, Umoshcham Bidvorov, and he pulled them with his words, Shum is Kavlutevosim Vuchulu, that his intention is for their benefit. Achi Chnisom Betlunis Amoshav Aren, till he brought him into the arguments against Moshav Aren. Vehu Hadover Binegeya Leroshe Hamishtatvi Bemamachlikis. And the same thing is true with those who were the main, the head of the participants in this argument. Sheheim Dosson Vaviram Vegoimer, which is Dosson Vaviram and Anoshim Bebnei Yisrael Chamishim Umosoyim. That they all got involved because of Koirach persuading them and pushing them. And Dosson and Anoshim Bebnei Chamishim Umosoyim, Kameshipirish Rashi, Rashi explains, 
caused the tribe of Reuven, who was that who Dosma Virum came from them. The majority of the 250 men who they gathered were all from the tribe of Reuven, who were next to Shoru Shochin Likahos. They were next to the family of Kahos Ubonov, who Koirach was from that family. Okay? So therefore, so that's why they participate with Koirach in his fight. So it turns out, so that is, that their participation in the fight comes through Koirach persuading them. And until it appeared to them that his argument was proper. But they on their own, had it not been for the persuasion of Koirach, they would have not entered into this Machloikis. Basically, there was a main guilty party here who was instigating and convincing everybody else to be part of this. Now, the Rebbe has in the brackets, For sure, a person cannot justify himself with this excuse. That he's not really guilty in this. That he does something improperly. Since he was persuaded through someone. Because a person needs to distance himself from somebody evil. And also to be strong in his view. Without being affected from being persuaded, etc. And still, but in actuality, they did not start their fight with Moshe and Aaron only through the influence of Koyrach. So yeah, it's not an excuse and it's not acceptable for a person to uh, allow himself to be instigated. But yet, the bottom line is, who did cause all this Ruckus was Rashi, And this is what Rashi's intention by V.A. Marshall when he brings an example. Uses That to emphasize here. It was a kind of a smelly. It was a repugnant. It was Repugnant to the king, what is it smelly? It's an offensive smell. It's a foul. It was foul to the king, but they didn't intend to rebel in the king. Especially in a way that they should be guilty for death because of that. Omnom, however, 
But since part of the Medina, they did they did mess up. So it is logical. There is amongst them one Echod, who persuaded them. And brought them to foul, foul, to become foul up like that. To have this foul uh, smell attitude in the uh, participation. And in this itself, it's not just that one person is only a sirochin, only a foul, but harehu achoyte. Mamesh, and he is actually a actual sirim b'merida. He rebels against the king. That's where Rashi continues. Who the sinner is A king he sees that everybody is rebelling. There is some one individual that is responsible. The one who persuades and the one who caused this uh, foul. But the, as opposed, that person is a sinner or rebellious. But the other part of the Medina, they're not called sinners. We can't call them sinners. They're not rebels. But there is a sirochen over here. There is a repugnant over here. There is a foul smell over here because they have been persuaded. And therefore, by king of flesh and blood, since he doesn't know who the sinner is, so then he collects and he punishes them all. Because in actuality, they've all become sirochen on him. But you, before you, all thoughts are revealed. And you know who the sinner is. And if so, you talking. Uh, it cannot be that these who only they were just repugnant, they smelled up there in a way that it's a they should be punished with a serious punishment of the sinner that's by a kick this Rashi explains it in the words of the Pesach. The Rebbe says now, this is not a second Rashi over here, but this is a flow in the Rashi in the Pesach. The Rebbe, the Rashi sort of brings down this concept, in the, fits him into the words of the Pesach. It's not a separate uh, Rashi as it's been printed. This is, follows to what he wrote before it. And you know who the sinner is. And therefore, since one person is the sinner, but all the people are not sinners. They're not rebellious. They're only sorchu. But you, you that know thoughts, I'll call it the tiktok. You're going to be angry at the whole community. Beat me in. Doesn't fit. All put us in. 
So there's no new Dibra Maskal, there's no new headings, and there's no missing others. It's just following the explanation of the argument of a Kel Elikea Ruchos. So what is the response from Hashem to Moshe's argument? Hashem said, you said well. Hashem wasn't intending to that specific marshal that one person. In this case, it was three people, but he said, you're right that the instigator should be punished and not everybody else who did just did Tzorochim. This was intention for the general argument of Moshe. She'ein lahanish elo esachoyte that we should not punish but the sinner. Veloi elu sherak sorchu, and not those who only sorchu, not sinners but sorchu. Ulam benigel leprat, but as far as the specific, specific Moshe Rabbeinu, the marshal was one. The matter is not like Moshe knew it, and like Moshe thought, there was only one sinner. David says, I know. I know differently than you know. You know only one. But I know and I will let know. That what? It wasn't just Koyrach that sinned. But also, as opposed to the rest of the community. And that's why Hashem says, Go up from the tents of the uh, those are the three. So Hashem says, I need to what, not what you know, but I know the truth. And therefore, I need that they three are sinners and therefore uh, they get specifically punished in this punishment. So what is the message, the from this Rashi in the inner matter of things, in the Parsha it does say, Moshe sent to call Dosom Aviram. So he had a good idea where Dosim Avirim standing because they minu lavoi they refused they didn't come they answered very arrogantly is it not sufficient that they were talking to Moshe like that isn't it enough that you have taken us up to kill us in the desert you can poke out those people's eyes and were not coming. Ad Asher Vayichar, the Moshe Moshe was very upset. Moshe was very angry. So, in other words, Moshe did have some sort of encounter, and should have seemingly had an idea who Dosim Vaviram were, and she calls that because that kind of answer Moira that points to the fact she statfusum b'machloikis. That their participation, the argument, It wasn't just that they were a Sirochim. Somehow, no. This should be that they were Chaitim. But And yet, Moshe Rabbeinu judged them in the measure of merit, in the side of merit, 
He said, can one man sin? He was referring to that only Koyrach. He didn't even include Dosan Vavidom. Moshe Rabbeinu did not think that even Dosan Vavidom, who spoke to him so arrogantly and refused, disrespected him. So what do we have the lesson? How much each one and one needs to. Each one has a, a level of to impact and to root it into his soul, this measure, how to look at another person. To judge his friend in the side of merit. Ba'ad to the extent that when his friend's conduct is in a way which doesn't allow, rejects any kind of merit, still you have to try to find a merit. So if you're going to find, what's going to be the result if you're going to find a zuchus for your friend? You will do everything which is up to you to bring him back and to place him in the right path. This is Mesichas Shabbos Parshas Koyrach, Tovshin Lamed Aleph.